Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in. On this show, I try to bring a wide variety of people who are doing different types of things, and they share sort of their journey of what it took for them to get to where they are, and they share a little bit about where they're going, because entrepreneurship is not one thing. There's a lot of different paths. There's a lot of different ways people do it. And what I've found is when people share their story, I learn a little bit, and I certainly hope that those of you in the audience do as well. But before we get started, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project. Now, as you know, that's my own program. That's the group coaching program that I started after some listeners of this podcast said, do you do any type of coaching? And I said, no. And I said no enough times that I realized I shouldn't say no, I should say yes. And so I created this little group mastermind project because I know in my soul that everyone has potential. And yet many people feel that there is a gap between the potential that they have and the results that they're experiencing. And now, as we come to the end of the year, this is the perfect time to get involved with the Potential Mastermind program. This program isn't for everybody, but it might be for you. But a group like this, you have to kind of explore and have a conversation. So don't feel bad if you have to send me an email to find out if this is right for you. Because being an entrepreneur can be lonely, and you need to be part of some sort of a support group. And I think we have a mighty little group of people. Jump over to PotentialMastermind.com to find out more and find out if this is the right place for you to find the right path to your potential in 2018. Now, today's guest is somebody who I just met about ooh, a couple weeks ago, and we sat down and had a cup of coffee, and I love it when I talk to somebody and they share with me sort of the ups and downs of their career and how they landed with where they are and they're doing new things, and I said, Kala, you have to be on cool things entrepreneurs do. So Kala Ranganathan is the Managing Director of Resilient One. And they focus on growing organizations and helping the people in those organizations find their find their strengths and do more. And she's going to tell us all about that. Hey, Kala, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. Sure. Now, tell us a little bit about what is the Resilient One, and then we'll ask you a little bit about your background and what got you there. Yeah, Absolutely. Resilient One, or R1, as we uh, call it within the company, uh, combines innovative ways to keep individuals and teams positively connected and, most importantly, manage work stress through fun yet impactful strategies and techniques. So you can kind of call our efforts preventative and focused. We focus on building organizational strength through personal resilience of each and every team member. So what sets this apart? You know, a lot of companies offer gym memberships or yoga studio discounts. But what we find is oftentimes people have a hard time taking that one or two hour break during the weekday. Of course, on weekends, everyone has much more flexibility. But during the weekday, they want to go home to their families, have dinner with their children or their significant other. So they often 
you know, put health um, and mental health on the wayside. However, you get back into work every single day, right? You spend eight to 10. And for a lot of us, we spend even more hours by our desk sort of doing and sort of adding to our stress. So the Resilient One works with companies to offer their teams unique ways to build resiliency and manage stress and anxiety within the workday itself. Uh, our techniques addresses things that people can do, simple things that they can do at the offices by their desks. And so we launched actually just about, uh, about three, four months ago with four very interesting workshops of varying time commitments, strategies, and approaches. Because we believe this will not only make leadership, employees, team members happier, stay engaged, and be more loyal, but it also helps everyone remain healthier and balanced overall in the long term. Tom, I don't know if you know this, but you know um, the American Psychological Association recently reported that, that two-thirds of both men and women say that work has a significant impact on their stress levels, and one in four has called in sick or taken a mental health day as a result of work stress. Mm. And one of Forbes' latest statistics reported um, on workplace stress that that alone is responsible for $190 billion in healthcare costs annually. Just think about that. Stress is the underlying cause of a lot of ailments that we are coming to see um, in today's world. So the resilient one hopes to address that in the workplace where it seems to begin for a lot of us. Well, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and, and anybody really can relate to this. I wrote down a couple of words as you were talking, and these words come up over and over again, both in discussions here on this podcast, but also that I have with you know my friends and, and other people who I meet with in a business setting, and that is focus and stress and anxiety and balance. And when these, when we, when we aren't focused, when we have stress, when the anxiety creeps in, and when we feel so lost and out of balance, like you said, it's impacting the actual productivity of people. And the problem is, is that we only have so many hours in the day. And if we're wasting those hours because we're freaked out or because we can't handle everything that's going on, then you know, we're leaving money on the table. And, and I'll tell you what, I've been running my own business for almost nine years. And there's one thing I hate. And that's when I know that I'm leaving opportunity or I'm leaving money on the table. So what you're what you're talking about and what you're teaching is really important, not only for the individuals, but for the actual success of the business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, if you look at all statistics, the number one reason why people are not as productive as they can be at work is because of stress. And this causes, you know, them to be not productive, as you rightly mentioned, and it also causes them to be disengaged. And that, you know, affects the bottom line. So the approach that we are taking is to help both the individual and to help the companies benefit, you know, overall, right? I mean, if you think about it, uh, 
you know, the American Institute of Stress says the four main causes of workplace anxiety is the workload, conflict with other people, juggling personal and professional time, and lack of job security. Now, if you have all these four things working in your mind, you know, just imagine the loss of bandwidth and disengagement at work. Um, so, you know, how do you sort of bring all of that, you know, to a focused effort where you can compartmentalize all these different issues and sort of be mindful, be there at the moment so that not only are you able to draw energy from your creative abilities and you're able to put your best effort forward at work, but you're also able to sort of compartmentalize that when you go home to sort of focus and be mindful of what you need to be at home. I mean, Tom, we all wear many different hats um, in our lives, right? I mean, we have a demanding job that we're responsible for. Uh, some of us are responsible for our children, others for the children and maybe aging parents, um, managing complex in-law relationships, maybe, <laughs> uh, financial. No, nobody nobody <laughs> has those. What are complex in-law relationships? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then, of course, the pesky financial dependencies, um, you know, the bank balance that we try to, you know, calculate every month. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot on one individual. And uh, we, we think that um, the resilient one can help. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned the American Institute of Stress, and it made me laugh because I thought, how sad that we have to have an American Institute of Stress. You know, that th that even exists, that we have so much stress that there's an institute there that's studying it. It's a shame that it's become so prominent. Now, you didn't always work in this field. This is relatively new to you. So let's back up. Tell us a little bit about your career. Uh, you didn't go to college to study stress. What did you do originally? No, I, I, I did not. So, um, yeah, I've had an interesting journey, um, you know, life journey. Uh, I'm a native of Singapore, um, and so I'm now a Texan, and I call Austin, Texas home. I am a high-tech marketing and communication uh, professional, and I have worked in high-demand work environments my entire life. Um, large global entities like Dell to smaller, nimblest startups that have enjoyed, you know, successful exits, uh, either through IPOs or acquisitions, such as uh, Map Info, Vignette, Xterprise. So it's safe to say that I've seen uh, my fair share of, of stress at the workplace. However, since my um, young days in Singapore, um, just intuitively, Tom, I've been driven by a passion for being balanced, uh, being always interested and curious about wellness. Um, and I've been practicing mindfulness driven by you know, yoga and Ayurveda principles because those were very common and prevalent in, in Asia where I grew up. So I have personally applied um, some of these techniques to my everyday life. Um, I'm also, I've been married for 25 years now. I have two teenage kids. So 
you can understand it has been a a balancing act. I took a a, a short eat, pray, love professional break last <laughs> year from my high tech world, and you know before jumping into the next exciting um, tech job. I I went and got myself certified as a yoga and meditation instructor, not because I wanted to open a yoga studio. I mean, we're very lucky here in Austin because we have some amazing yoga studios as it is, and they certainly don't want yet another person in that. But I took the course because I just wanted to introspect a little bit more and understand, you know, some of some of what I have already been doing without really understanding the principles behind it. I've always believed in healthy minds and happy life. And, you know, I was very lucky to have come across two, um, you know, very uh, exciting, uh, very entrepreneurial individuals who were willing to back this concept of the resilient one and gave me the runway to work with them to come up with um, with this company and its offerings. And for me, being an entrepreneur, being certified or being defined as an entrepreneur is interesting, but I've always enjoyed innovating and coming up with ideas all my life, right? What I mean is not in terms of building products, but rather in the way of doing things a little differently. Uh, What I mean is, you know, I might take a different road to the same destination and I'll see, will the drive be more enjoyable, more scenic, or will I run into more traffic? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if I put sriracha on grilled cheese? You know, how will that taste? Um, what if I spoke complimentarily or empathetically to someone I'm having a tough time connecting with? How will that conversation turn out? I wouldn't say that's very entrepreneurial, but that's very curious. I have always had a curious mind. And so I felt that if I could give this a chance, because I feel so passionately about overcoming stress and anxiety in the workplace to lead a more uh, balanced, well, there is no work-life balance, truly, if you think about it, but finding that balance within the responsibilities and commitments that we are signed up for, I thought that would be a good thing. And so that's how that journey eventually landed me here. <laughs> so you took this break from corporate America and then landed, you know, in starting and, and growing this, the resilient one. So now that you've been doing this for a while, now that you're out of sort of the rat race, what do you love about this lifestyle of, of, of growing a new enterprise and sort of working not necessarily for yourself, but with some partners? But what do you love about this entrepreneurial adventure that you're on? Well, Tom, I wouldn't say stress-free or out of the rat race. I mean, it is a startup. It is an entrepreneurial pursuit. And, you know, with that comes stress. But I have to say, I'm doing a much, you know, better job applying or practicing what I preach. So I would put it that way. But to answer your question, I love the creativity, the ability to, to think of big things or to come up with creative ways to address a problem that I feel so passionate about, which is helping other people and making them happier, not just happy, you know, just being happy, but happier while they're fulfilling their commitments at work, at home. And for me, the best part about this is 
just meeting different people um, like yourself, Tom. I mean, I met you a couple of weeks ago and and here we are and listening to your life story and, and how you landed in what you're doing right now in your entrepreneurial journey. That is the caffeine for me and keeps me going every day, talking to different people, learning about what makes them tick, you know, and, and, in, and in some instances, how can I help them? And, and the fact that I can actually offer some ideas and recommendations to help people who might be stressed or anxious at work, that, that has been very gratifying. Well, it's interesting because I've been teaching people in, in my work how to sort of connect and engage and, for lack of a better word, how to network for, for many years. And one of the things I've found, and you use the words, you know, curiosity – I've found that when you're curious about other people, it makes this whole idea of networking easier. So often people go, oh, I hate this idea of networking. It's not my thing. I'm an introvert, et cetera, et cetera. But if you strip all that away and if you just say, be curious, all of a sudden it becomes much easier. And I've always thought that when you connect at sort of that person-to-person level with people, I've always thought that you sort of develop sort of a, a mindfulness way to network, it actually helps you take away the stress because I believe that the people who you meet help knock down some of those barriers. I mean, all opportunities in life are going to come from people. And the only growth that we can really have are the experiences we have. And most of the time, those experiences involve other people. So I think to some extent, getting out there and networking and doing the things you're doing, I think it, it dovetails right along with this way to reduce stress and anxiety because I think people have the tendency to, to help us overcome some of these things. Do you agree? I completely agree. Um, I I just can't agree more. It's very, it's been very interesting. I have yet to meet one person, Tom, who does not want to help. Um, Whether it be by way of an introduction to someone else. I mean, if, if it's not their thing, they are able to point to somebody else who can help them. Um, there are some who are wise entrepreneurs themselves, so they can offer advice on just some business strategies and some folks, Oh, I know of a company or I know of someone who can potentially be a customer or prospect. Just, it's been very gratifying in terms of the networking and more importantly, the access that I have through through the resilient one. Um, and you're right. I think the bread and butter for any entrepreneur is networking. You you are as, uh, as strong emotionally and psychologically as your network. And for me, I, you know, there have been down moments that I won't lie. And I felt re-energized by tapping into my network and talking to someone and getting some good advice or maybe having them point me in a different direction. um, That's been very helpful. And I don't know what I would do without my network. So Kala, what advice do you have for somebody who, who maybe they're, maybe they're sort of in need of what you called sort of that eat, pray, love moment. Maybe they need to step away. What advice do you have for somebody if they, if they want to step away from whatever their current career is and they want to take a new path? What would you tell them to do? Well, Tom, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in, in dishing out advice, but I can definitely share some guidelines based on my own personal experience to date. I think the first thing is 
to make sure that you are extremely passionate about your idea, but there's a big but. But you back it up with some research and relevancy in terms of the need and the market for your offering. Um, you know, the classic question that all venture capitalists ask, is this an aspirin or vitamin, right? Is this a must-have or a nice-to-have? Because that really does save you a lot of heartache um, down the line. Because you're going to be putting your heart and soul into into the business and really want to make sure that there is some viability to it before you sort of, you know, put your house up for the market, <laughs> right? So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is you need to be extremely open and flexible, especially when you get valid feedback from experts. You have to be open-minded to tweaking or changing your business model. Um, you can't be just stuck on one idea because it, it will change the original idea to the final execution, and it you know it will change, and you need to be open to that. The third thing probably the most important one of all, and you can already tell this is probably where I felt I'm feeling also the most pain sometimes is you gotta have really thick, thick skin until your business takes off. And even afterwards, you gotta learn to accept being stood up at meetings uh, or for your very enthusiastic communication and outreach attempts to be completely ignored by the person <laughs> um, whom you're trying to reach out to because you want to share your idea, you know they are the right person, you reach out to them, you've known them in a previous life or someone introduced you to someone at some point, but they don't answer your email and you send more emails or you call them. And, and that happens. That happens a lot, Tom. I mean... That happens till your business actually takes off, but it could also happen after you run a successful business because not everyone may be ready to, to listen or accept your offering at that time. And the fourth thing is to be persistent. Uh, it kind of ties in with the thick skin part, but you have to be persistent. You can't let things get you down. And this ties very nicely to the network and networking that, you know, you, you talked about earlier. Um, networking helps. When you hit a wall, reach out. Reach out to other experts. Go to relevant events. Network. Ask other people who might have more experience than you uh, for advice and guidance. But be persistent. And the very, very last guideline Please keep a hobby or something that is not related to your business to help take your mind off work. Or you could drive yourself crazy <laughs> because being an entrepreneur is tough and it takes a while. It needs patience. It needs persistence. If you just think 24-7 about your business, then, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy. So make sure you have a hobby or something of interest that you can go to from time to time to find that balance, to check in, 
and keep your sanity in check. These that, are my five that's, guidelines. That's great advice. I think that people people should hit rewind and, and make a, take out a piece of paper and number them one through five, write those down and stick them on the wall in front of them because I think that's awesome. Hey, I've got a couple of more questions for you. But before I do, I've got to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this podcast is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Kala Ranganathan. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Kala, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you guys are doing right now with The Resilient One? Well, I would say the coolest thing is we just rolled out our business three months ago. So I guess I'm chasing the dream of helping teams build resilient individuals within them so that both the organization and the person thrive. That's awesome. Proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> so excited to see if our launch and the workshops are well-received. Fingers crossed and praying. <laughs> so, so who do you admire out there in the world of entrepreneurs? I think good entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to know who people out there who are doing entrepreneurial things, I like to know who they admire. So who do you think is doing something cool? Well, you know, they're actually... It's so hard because there's so many wonderful entrepreneurs and so many wonderful people doing, you know, things that changes the world. So I'll give you names of two folks. The first one is, everyone knows him, Deepak Chopra, of course. I, I've admired him from Austin, Texas for years. I've just appreciated how he's brought the whole concept of, you know, mindfulness um, to the mainstream. I think he's uh, brought both uh, ancient traditions and um, modern wisdom. And I think he's done a fantastic job and has uh, impacted many communities very positively. Um, more locally, I have a friend uh, here in Austin. Uh, her name is Shubhada Saxena. And she has found a nonprofit that focuses on supporting the retired and elderly community. Uh, very different um, focus. It's called SAIVA, S-A-I-V-A. You know, oftentimes we see people come up with, um, and by the way, all entrepreneurs produce, provide meaningful products and services but oftentimes we do see the elderly sort of get left out in the mix or are not in the forefront often enough. And she has taken a very bold step to address that um, in our community here in Austin. So these are the two very different entrepreneurs. Well, I don't that, think you can call Deepak Chopra an entrepreneur <laughs> anymore. But well, sure you can. Two people I 
Well, and, and what she's doing, I mean, there's only going to be more elderly as the baby boomers get, get older. I think it's smart to be out in front of that because there's going to be a heck of a lot of them in another decade. So she's, uh, she's probably ahead of her time, but that's awesome. Hey, I'm going to be old myself one of these days, right? <laughs> not, well, not too soon, but well, I hope so. I, I'll get there. And I, I hope so because it beats the alternative because the alternative is dead. So I, I hope I make it to old age. <laughs> So, so, yes, yes, I hope I make it there too. So the, the other question, the final question I ask everybody is, I think entrepreneurs want to leave some sort of a mark behind. So I love to ask people, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? I mean, we definitely support, you know, the Boy Scouts and a number of, you know, community initiatives. Um, the biggest good I feel I can contribute is in helping other professionals manage stress and anxiety, which is really what drove me to to want to be a part of something like the Resilient One. Like I said, a lot of us are falling sick younger, dealing with ailments that we never thought were possible, um, all because of stress. So for me, if... If the resilient one or any one of our workshops makes the makes a difference in the life of even one individual or helps the bottom line of one company because their employees were happier, healthier, um, and therefore more engaged, that would be reward enough for me. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. If somebody listened to this and they need to know more about you or about The Resilient One, how do they find you? Where, where do they go online to find out more information? Oh, of course. I would love for everyone to check out our website. It is The Resilient One in the number one. Don't forget The Resilient One dot com and when you go to our home page on the top right hand corner there is a big button called become resilient <laughs> you click on that and send a note it'll come right to me or you can email me at hello at the resilient one dot com again it's not spelled out it is just the number one hello at TheResilientOne.com, or I don't mind hearing from you. I love to, I love to talk to people. You can call me at five one two seven three one five six five five and leave me a message, and I promise I'll call you back. That's awesome. Well, thank you, thank you again for being a guest on the show. And I, I say it every time to the audience: thank you to you who tune in and listen to these episodes. Because if it wasn't for the audience. We wouldn't have a show. So we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Kala. I know you're thinking, how will you ever find anybody as cool as Kala? But it always <laughs> happens. Every time we find somebody else, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody awesome. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.